Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. For Spotlight Sports Update, I'm Tony Cuthbert. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah... Uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now. Welcome to Couch and the Roo. Welcome, welcome into Couch and the Roo, Graham Couch, Jason Nick, our Friday show, where we're going to dig into your groovy donut Twitter questions. Jason, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, buddy? Happy Friday. I guess, is it Friday? It is Friday. Friday. Right, okay. Hey, you get those sort of questions these days. What day is it? What what the hell's going on? It uh yeah. Well there's we, a lot we take of that. show I mean Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I did feel there was a part of me it's like, man, Monday, Friday? You have to think sometimes. Right. These weird times, right? right? These weird times. Uh, any update? Uh, I hear you, you said the, the basketball hoop that Therese has gotten you for your birthday uh-huh. is ready for pickup, so that is today's activity, I'm guessing? Um, I think we're going to get it tomorrow. And yes, she came in uh, with this enthusiasm this morning of, guess what? I'm like, what? Basketball hoop is ready to pick up. I'm like, damn it. So yes, no bike, basketball hoop uh, for the kid for April 15th for my birthday. So yay. And you know, I did Google it. I said, how long does it take to put up a basketball hoop? Three to six hours. So happy birthday to me. And that's what I get, I guess. That, that's your Saturday, and I'm I'm the over under. I'm going to set it at eight hours for you. Well, I'm going to have help. She's going to be there. Like she's the brains of the operation, and okay. there's a 21 year old son that's still living at the house, so he will help as well. So I'm going to have help. But if it were just me, screw it, I would throw it away. You know what I mean? But she's <laughs> the just... brain. She can follow the directions. I can just huff it because that's what I'm really good at. You know, even when I did construction, I, I mean, I was not the leader. You know, I wasn't a guy who was just going to pick up a thing and just be go and do my own thing. I needed to be told what to do. I was more of a huff guy on the construction site, right? Like, go, yeah. hey, hey, Nick, go get that stuff. Absolutely, you got it. You are the epitome of the veterans on the 2016 Michigan State football roster. Yeah. Guys who like to be led, all of a sudden in a leadership role, things fall apart really quickly. Yeah, that, that is you. like Judge yeah. Spale says, the world needs ditch diggers too. Like you know, somebody, you have to know your role, and I know my role. Hey, so, I one of one of the guys, one of my great friends in life, guy I worked with back in, in Freeport, and he's done okay for himself in his career. But he is the type of guy that, like, we had these things called feature presentation or feature days, where you're supposed to work on a feature, and we would turn them into feature presentation days and just go watch movies. He went on to his next job. 
and he had one day a week. He was a uh, page designer at a newspaper. He had one day a week where he was allowed to work on projects, but it was all up to himself. He took that day off for six straight months. He was the type of guy that, like, if I told him what to do, he'd work 72 straight hours putting out a high school football preview section. Like, it was just a, a workaholic. But if you gave him any freedom at all, he completely took advantage of it. And I feel like that's... That is me. Uh, that is you, a, a little bit. But you need some of, you know, people that like that. Like you mentioned, though, he would work, if you told him what to do, he would... He's loyal to a fault, right? I mean, yes. there is there's good in him, but if you're not going to tell him what to do, then he's going to try to find an easy way out, and that's me for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. That's My why, boss uh, on the TV station, he goes, I remember uh, at ABC 53, he goes, you work so hard to try to get out of stuff where you could just do it and it would be over with. <laughs> like you just try to find a shortcut. I'm like, yeah, wait, he's got a, a good point. So. <laughs> so that will be me with his basketball hoop, so I don't know. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Hey, I, I really hey, when we buy like IKEA stuff, my wife puts it together because if we did it together, we would we would be divorced. And I have very little <laughs> skills, and I have short arms. I can't reach things. It just doesn't it doesn't help. Yeah, uh, doesn't help um, at all. Uh, as we begin our Groovy Donut uh, Twitter questions, I uh, want to tell you a couple things. Update from Monica and Andrew at Groovy Donuts, um, who are very grateful to have received not only all the help from our listeners and other listener or other people out there, and, and writing letters and uh, some of the um, uh, gift cards and donations and just and, and business that they've been given. Um, but also uh, to let you know, they are uh, grateful to be one of the 60 Michigan small businesses uh, uh, to receive the Michigan Small Business Relief Grant. And um, they want us to uh, offer their gratitude and also let them let people know that they will be uh, working to get additional financing and they'll keep everybody informed on, on what, how they're doing. But they are still open, 7 to 1 p.m., Thursday through Sunday, and uh, they've got a pay-it-forward program. You can go online at groovydonuts.com, buy a 12-ounce cup of coffee to be claimed by one of the our local heroes, firefighters, police officers, healthcare professionals. That's their pay-it-forward program at Groovy Donuts. You can also pre-order their latest T-shirt, uh, t-shirt online, and, and I'll tweet that out a little bit later. Also at groovydonuts.com, and uh, a really cool new shirt uh, as well. All right, Jason, you want to dig into these? we got some good stuff today. Yeah, let's do it. Eric Schultz, of course, up first. I keep seeing people float around the idea that Izzo should go after Matt Harms. I think he's a horrible fit, but what do you guys think of it? Yeah, he's not a horrible fit in the fact that I mean, he's, he's got some ability to protect the rim. Um, he brings some emotion. I just don't know if he's necessary uh, to what MSU has. If MSU is bringing back its roster intact, even without Tillman, I don't know that he's necessary, and I don't know if it's what Harms is looking for. I mean, he, he lost a lot of his playing time, and um, there would be a lot of big guys competing for minutes. He may win a lot of them, but I, I don't think – I haven't seen Michigan State on his list, and I also don't think it's what he is looking for. He's not a horrible fit. He's a good player, but I don't think it's what he's looking for. But, I, don't, I don't think so. But what do you think Harms does really, really well? If he had to pinpoint one thing, is it defensively, rebounding, of course, I guess? He's an okay rebounder, but he, he's, a, he's a decent defender. Um, but what he is is he's a – fairly skilled big man right he's a fairly agile um you know he's, he's what seven foot three he's got you know decent enough feet decent enough hands he doesn't do anything great um but he's an experienced big 10 player who has been productive in the league there's no question that, that like michigan state the year that they were stuck with kenny goins and nick ward as a freshman playing center that would have been the year matt harms would have been perfect would have put him in 28 minutes a game perfect 25 minutes a game, whatever it is. That, that's when they needed him. I don't, I don't think it's 
right now just based on the other bigs they have and the the competition there. And like a guy like Julius Marble, I think is going to take a big step. And so, you know, will Harms automatically be better than all of his minutes? And then what happens if Tillman comes back, which we still don't know. So for Harms to commit to a place like Michigan State right now would be a, would be a big risk for him because if Tillman comes back and you've got Tillman, Hauser, and all those guys, Malik Hall and everybody, I mean, where is his role and where are his minutes? And so I, I just don't think it's a fit at all. I think all you need to hear is seven foot three and uh, he's a decent rebounder. Like, no, thanks. I'm good with that. Uh, next one from Eric. With the transfer portal running full force right now, are you surprised nobody from MSU has transferred yet? So I'm not sure this is a football or basketball question, but in football I'm not really. And and, and the reason for this is, and obviously this, with, with basketball, this uh, Braden Burke is in the transfer portal now. But uh, in football I'm not because because there was no spring practice. There A lot of guys, and, and they've got a new coach, and they feel like there's a new opportunity a lot of guys don't know where they stand. <clears throat> so if you don't know where you stand, then you don't know if you want to transfer, if the opportunity is better, if you should transfer. I think it's a tough time for people to know exactly uh, what is out there. And it, but, if, but if you're a Michigan State football player, even if you were thinking you might have transferred before a new coach comes in, this is a new opportunity. So I don't think that surprises me at all. And basketball, uh, not necessarily. Because I, I think it's, you know, with, with Tillman leaving, I think if Tillman was going to stay and Hauser was coming in, you might see a little of the traffic there with all those bigs. Somebody think, I don't want to be part of this. And you see Braden Burke, a guy that never really uh, showed he could play at the Big Ten level, going to leave as a grad transfer, which doesn't surprise me. When he transferred in, I thought he may eventually be somebody that could help them just with size if they needed it inside. But they've recruited pretty well there. I wrote a column when they got Braden Burke that I still stand by, even though the headline is awful. The headline is something like, Braden Burke is Tom Izzo's answer to losing Deontay Davis, right? And it, it draws you in. You're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? But what it was, they did not anticipate losing Deontay Davis uh, when they had that year with Kenny Goins and Nick Ward at center that we just talked about. They thought they had Deontay Davis at the five there. And if you put Deontay Davis at the five there, that's a very different team. It's a very different makeup, uh, a lot better rim protection. And so in what they got stuck without anybody. And in, in, in getting a guy like Brayden Burke, they thought perhaps they were getting a guy who couldn't help them right away. He had to sit out, and then he was going to have to develop. But as a junior and senior, maybe he would be a guy that if they got stuck with a guy leaving early or something they didn't expect, that he would be a guy that could give them good minutes as, as, as a, a preferred walk-on big to develop. It didn't really pan out that way. They haven't needed it anyway. But that was sort of the idea behind him. All right, next up, Dominic uh, says, does the fact that NBA teams will not be allowed to conduct or attend any in-person workout prior to the draft make Xavier Tillman more or less likely to return? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird because I don't, it, I don't know what Tillman's hearing. I think it's more likely he returns only in this. I think the more people get to know Tillman, the more time they spend with him, the more they work him out, the more they will like him. So anything that is less Xavier Tillman, like this fits. If you're if you're like a cancer in the locker room, if you're like a total douche, if you're if you've got some major flaw that you're able to hide in a Zoom call and by a coach and some people lie and maybe you, this is your year. But if you're a guy like Xavier Tillman who answers every question thoughtfully, who uh, has a presence to him when he's around you, who is impressive the more you look at him on the court and the more you realize all the things he does. I'll say this, his film works for him. And so I, I don't know that it's going to make a huge difference. 
But I would say it slightly uh, improves the chance that, that he'll return. I still think he winds up going because I think somebody will say he's a first-round pick. But with Dominic's question, I mean, without you know all of the combine stuff that Xavier would have to go through, right? I mean, it's probably easier for him to go pro just off specs, meaning like you know GMs are just going to draft him off specs instead of seeing. And, you know, you get a workout and guys are just, oh, well, he missed a couple layups in this workout. So I think it might help Tillman go pro even better. So what I like about Tillman is this, this – I'm going to equate this to when we have contests in journalism, right? You, you submit your best three columns, and they, they pick the best columnist in the state or in the area or in this, whatever this – and I always hate that because anybody could do three heavily edited columns over a year that are – you know. And, and what I want is I always think they should have to be in like a two-week period because that shows consistency in what you're doing. And this is what I think Tillman's got going for him. The last two weeks of the season, the last four games, the, what he did, he can just say, you, you just look at those four games. There's my resume tape. You know, I mean, you can go back and look at all the other things, but when you watch those games and all the different types of players and the different things he did defensively, I, I think it, it, it really is going to speak volumes. I, I think he's going to be, uh, if not a first-round pick, a guy with guaranteed money early in the second round. And so if that's what he's looking for, then, then I think he's gone. Next one from Dominic. Gretchen Whitmer is kind of hot in a drunk Courtney Cox way. She makes videos with her dog. She's legalized sports gambling. How serious uh, you think her and her husband are? Uh, <laughs> Isn't Dominic married? So here's yeah, Dominic. Just he's going on a limb here. He's, okay. he's, he's, he's yeah. He's what is a drunk Courtney his... Cox way? What does that mean? Well, uh, how do you take that if you're Gretchen Whitmer? Like, if I were like, you know, Grab, you're kind of a drunk Boris Johnson in, in a kind of way. Like, what do you... Who, by the way, is pulling through, which I'm, I'm grateful to see that we're going to be able to continue those uh, those memes and, and, and um, that comparison. Mm-hmm. 55-year-old me, Boris Johnson. Yeah, I, I, drunk Courtney Cox, I, you know, she look, she, she is not an unattractive person. And she had, the way she had her hair done the other day on some uh, interview with Jake Tapper, I was like, yeah, that that's going to work on the political campaign. It's a very... It was a very, uh, yeah, I don't want to get the... You are about to enter the spin zone with noted newspaper columnist and radio host, Graham Couch. I had to stop you before you got yourself into trouble. What are you talking about? I appreciate it. The way her hair... Uh, she just had she these wore little, hair? I, she had these little clips on the side of her hair. I don't know what it was. It was just, it was very attractive. I, I'll shut the hell up right now. Um, so, yeah, I don't... That's I, why yeah. your wife doesn't listen to the show. Yes, right there is it. Let's move on. <laughs> Next one from Dominic. Why during every single football booth review in the history of the world do the announcers say 100% of the time? Now remember, it has to be indisputable visual evidence to overturn. Gee, thanks, Mom. I got it. We all got it. Should I get a tattoo on my chest? Is this Memento? So have you seen the movie Memento, by the way? No. It's awful. Don't do it. It's it's a film student. Par- Even film students think that shit is horrible. <laughs> Uh, I think, and, and I went to a film school. Like, and there were all these sort of we- weird. Uh, actually, Memento wasn't. Who's I'm in it? Something else. I'm thinking of something else. Memento came out when I was in school too. They liked Memento. I didn't like Memento. I don't like things. It, 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 the story moves in all sorts of different directions. Just do it linear. Do it beginning and end. And then it was Mulholland Drive that was the films that even film students said that was awful that came out around. And that's what I'm thinking of. Wrong movie. Both neither are worth your time. Memento, a little more. Mulholland Drive, one of the top five worst movies of all time up there with The English Patient and Fantasia. Um, no, and, Memento, uh, just, 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Yes, not a fan. I, I it's just so it must be good then. Yes, good. It's a lot right. of people liked it. I didn't. I did not like it. <laughs> and Dominic follows the whole thing up with, "Look, I'm sorry. I'm kind of losing my shit here, but I said what I said." Dominic, we understand you. We're all losing our shit in certain yeah. ways. Yeah. yeah, wait till this weekend. We have to put a basketball hoop up together. I uh, wish we could just. You should. You should really record that. Just like a a timeline. Like, I, I want the audio too, though. Just do it. Just record the whole thing, and we'll we'll, we'll put together a highlight. <laughs> so the whole six hours. Maybe Facebook Live it that we can just check in. Oh God. Yeah, nobody wants that. Uh, Peter Hendrick writes in, what are your thoughts on MSU adding a grad transfer at this point? Uh, why nothing with Bryce Aiken when he had interest? Any point guards out there, or is it too late at this point? Is issue uh, is issue remedied with possible getting Kareem Maine? So I don't think adding a freshman necessarily solves. If, if what you're worried about is next year, um, I don't think Kareem Maine is, is the answer. But um, I, I don't think it's too late. I think there still could be movement. Look how many people you see on a daily basis still transferring. Everything is delayed. Everything is moving. And if if people think Michigan State has interest, there will be people that are interested. The question for a lot of these guys is, is where do they fit? And is Rocket Watts the point guard next year? And Because here's the problem. Rocket Watts is going to play a lot of minutes. What if Joshua Langford comes back? And Aaron Henry is back. If you're coming in and you want to be a 25-minute-a-game point guard for MSU, that's not going to be there. So I think it is an, an obvious situation for, for people. I do think that it's not too late, and I do think they might bring in a, another guard um, and, and, and will bring in another guard at some level. I think there's a really good chance it's a grad transfer. It just makes sense. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to have a team that's missing one thing that had a chance to otherwise compete. You don't want to realize – that Joshua Langford can't stay healthier. He doesn't come back, and Rocket Watts is a lot better off the ball. And your answers there are either a freshman and AJ Hoggard, or or uh, a guy like Foster Lawyer who hasn't proven he can, you know, be a guy who plays major minutes at the Big Ten level. So I think there's there's a lot of stuff. Um, you you don't want any of that stuff to limit what otherwise I think could be a really really good team. It's smart to bring in another guy, you know, Brandon Wood level type guy when he he was not a, a point guard, but you know, a guy who was a great player at Valpo who wound up being a pretty good player at Michigan State. That sort of level senior, I think, would be ideal. Paul Jacobson writes in, the MSU O-line seems to be shoring up weaknesses with the verbal of East Lansing's own Ethan Boyd, 2021-67-285. Love that he is sticking around and getting the offensive line full of athletes that can create the push for the run game once again will be huge. Your thoughts on this? Here's here's why I, I think the Ethan Boyd get is big because obviously he's he's a big guy and he's 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 you know a prospect who's worthy of the big 10 and he had you know big 10 offers and but you look at some of the guys michigan state has not gotten and you look at just take a guy like taylor moton who came out of okamas and nobody knew he was gonna be as good as he was but winds up being a second round pick by the panthers goes to western michigan uh you know you want the you don't want to if you're trying to shore up your line and change your recruiting. You, you can't lose the prospects in your backyard who have a chance. Nobody's going to blame you for taking Ethan Boyd if somehow he doesn't work out. And by all accounts, he looks like a kid who will. But you you got to get those guys. You don't want the guys in your backyard to develop elsewhere, and then you're a tackle short, right? That you just can't you can't have that. Uh, I mean, there was a period where Western Michigan had what two or three NFL draft picks on that line a better line than Michigan State that should never happen that just shouldn't happen that's a mid-american conference school there can be a kid here and there it happens that you can kids develop late nobody wanted um 
for example, uh, who's the great Michigan State offensive lineman who went? Uh, why am I brain Flozell farting? Flozell uh, Adams. It's like five years ago, man. Oh, Jack Conklin. Conklin. Okay. Good. Good. Good choice. Good. Good. Good help. Um, I like how but, I give a player and you rip me. You forget it. I throw a player, know, an offensive lineman out there, and I'm in the ass. I know. I know. I wanted you to be better. I wanted you to 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 feel what I was feeling there in terms of Sorry. trying to get that. I was I was embarrassed that I couldn't come <laughs> up with Jack Conklin's name. Okay. The point is, Western Michigan didn't even want Jack Conklin, and his grandfather is in the Western Michigan Hall of Fame as a baseball player, and he grew up going to Western Michigan football and basketball games. So it's, there are lots of these guys who develop late, and you can miss occasionally. But this kid was not a miss. Or this kid was not somebody people were missing on. People wanted him, and Michigan State got him. I think that's a big deal. And as you're trying to uh, – look, if they're going to fix the football program more than anything else, it begins up front offensively. That is where the downturn really began, and, and they've got to do that. And, and guys like Ethan Boyd are, are a good start. Alex James, up next, what would each of you shoot at Augusta National? What would you shoot? I mean, do we get to practice beforehand? I mean, like, like, there's a lot. I don't like, know if that matters, but say, okay, you get to play well, the round once. We could do a practice round, and then you shoot it. Yes, I would say probably a buck twenty. Yeah, there would be some impressive shots in there. I think that's how usually how my golf game goes. Like a couple so good if, golf shots in between a round. Are, the the question would be: Are we playing what the pros play or what the the you know the club members play? Oh, the tips. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing what the pros play, if you had me play the Masters right? <laughs> up there paired with a pro. Going off, I I do not think I'd shoot under 120. I think it'd be well, I think it'd be north of 130, just because there's so much hard stuff, and I mean I, that might even be lucky. I, I I my guess would be 140, because I usually shoot for 18 holes, about a 105, and so we're talking with the pros play at Augusta, and the nerves. And but the, what if I like if we had like a two month span to practice? Because usually every year, like when I played all the time, I would get good, and by the end of the year, before you know winter, you know I was, you know I was shooting like ninety or something like that. So, yeah, that's, I mean not well is what I would well, answer, answer your yeah. question. Not two hundred. Yeah. Uh, John Freeberg, all the simulated games had MSU basketball winning the championship. Is that what would have happened in your opinion? I don't know. They became the popular pick. We've seen them be the popular pick before, and it not pan out. And so I would say this. A lot of simulated games would have had the Denzel Valentine team in 2016 winning a national championship. And so if, if the, the, the simulated champions championships make you feel like, Ugh, what if, just look at it that way. You definitely escaped that reality, the other reality, which would might have been the upset. Not that that would have necessarily happened. I tend to think Michigan State was in a spot where they were going to get to the Final Four uh, and – you know, you don't know what their matchup would have been. Maybe Kansas or somebody that's would have been before then, but they had a real shot, and they had a shot to win it. I thought the way they were playing, I thought they were not matchup proof, but they were matchup. They were close to it in certain ways because they could defend you at the guard spot with Rocket Watson, elite level. They had Aaron Henry, an elite defender on the wing, and they had an elite defender in the post and Xavier Tillman. And then you had the ultimate quarterback of it all offensively. I, I thought it was close. I think it's a reasonable thing to say if you're coming up with a model for who wins it. Michigan State had as good a chance as anybody. Justin Hill, up next, what would it take for you to feel comfortable to sit in the stands of a sporting event again? Where would you be on this? I would, a vaccine. Uh, uh, a lot of the smart people, I'm sure that you watch, uh, Graham on CNN and all this stuff. You know, a lot of doctors telling me that it's okay to go out again, right, in a vaccine, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean that's what and that's what the polling showing, which is interesting. So it's not just will college football begin without fans because it's told it, it will fans come back. I mean, if if you told me now that Michigan State or any college football game, you're welcome to attend it, I wouldn't go. So I don't. It'll be interesting to see how quickly uh, people are willing to walk back into that sort of. You know, I mean, you you think about Spartan Stadium, Labor Day weekend, just baking sometimes, and you know, seventy thousand people next to each other, seventy five thousand people. I don't know that I don't know that we're there. You know what I mean? Just herded in the bathroom, pissing in troughs. I, I don't I don't know that we're there, man. I mean, I certainly know that like there's always a couple people in the press box that are coughing. Uh, the uh, the woman that Hondo brings sometimes, like you know, like and like last year she went. And I was like essential personnel only, please. Even then, and I, I'm gonna tweet out this column I wrote in high school about how if you come to school sticky, you should be suspended for two weeks. Like I was ahead of the curve on this stuff. This is '96, um, but I, yeah, I, I it would take for me. I don't know if it would take a vaccine. It would take understanding and knowing there is very little transmission happening. In other words. The virus may be out there, but there just it aren't hardly any new cases at all in in, in Michigan, and um, that might do it. And also that there were therapies for we had a way better way to treat it, um, and there were certain we found out quite a few people were already immune to it now. So you don't have to be all the way to the vaccine, but you'd have to have, be a long way from this for sure. And if you tell me Hondo is going to be in the press box with an eye patch and a face mask on, I'm going. I don't okay, care anybody. Justin Hill again. I've heard you say on the show many times that the show gives you the luxury of a different level of acceptable sourcing. Why did Max Bulla get suspended? So, no, that's that's a fair point. Um, but when I talk about levels, the the levels of sourcing may not meet the levels it would take for my uh, newspaper, the LSJ, to run something. Two sources, uh, direct knowledge, so to speak. You know, different or one direct knowledge, one anonymous here that that that, that, that uh, confirms that. Or whatever it is, there's a there's a very high bar usually. Uh, I shouldn't say usually, always at the LSJ. For me, it's still got to be a source I trust. It's still got to be somebody I feel comfortable with. And with Max Bulla, uh, the information I have is not my own source. And part of the thing that happened with me with Max Bulla, and I remember when this was all happening, is you know I, I came on to start covering Michigan State football in 2012. The last two years of Bulla. You know, my, my sourcing back then within the program, around the program, the Bulla family, things like that, wasn't, wasn't that great. And I remember a meeting we had at the LSJ about this. Um, and one of the things that, that our boss really, and this is when our, our working relationship with the Freep was, it was, it was working with Joe Rexroad there, and we were talking about how we wanted to go at it. And I was very adamant that we not screw up what Joe had going, because Joe had some great relationships, and we thought we had it through him. He thought he was going to get it. Um, and so those, you know, we had a lot of those conversations and then we thought we had it through the NFL, uh, through our NFL people, um, through the company at the, uh, the combine and, and some things turned out not to be good enough there. So, um, it, it's just one of those things where it still doesn't, for me to say it on the show, isn't just me throwing stuff against a wall. I'm not going to do that. Um, but it's, it, it would be less than the LSJ would need to print. So that, that's, that's why I don't have that for you. Maybe me be up next. Will it? What will it take for Michigan to dump Harbaugh? Scandal or lose? Like to what point? Like I don't think they're going to dump Harbaugh. I don't think it's easy to do better. He makes a ton of money. I think he's a decent coach. But let's say Jason, three more straight bad losses. Like Ohio State's going to be good. 
to Ohio State. Two out of three years they lose to Mel Tucker. No Big Ten championships in three straight more years. I think at that point you may see him. I don't think they'd fire him, but there'd be some sort of parting of the ways. It at had, a certain point, yeah, if he can't beat Ohio State at a certain point, I could see it happening. It would be a scandal. That's the only way. I mean, it, okay. if that were to happen, the scenario you gave, it would be Harbaugh leaving parting ways so Michigan doesn't look bad of right. firing him, right? I mean, it would it would take a scandal for sure. And and the problem for Harbaugh right now with, with Ohio State is that's just a really hard program to beat. It's a hard program to catch, and that those are the expectations. And that's a brutal expectation to have. And the scandal would probably have to do it. The less you've won, though, the easier, the, the smaller the scandal that brings you down, right? There's a certain level. If you're not winning, you can just say something really stupid, and it begins the unraveling. If you're winning, you have to do something really stupid usually. And so um, there are different levels of that. Next one from maybe Mebe. What should you have done pre-corona lockdown? What's the first thing you want to do when the lockdown is over? Is there anything you wish you'd done? Yeah. Uh, Throw Teresa's laptop and phone into a river so she couldn't order a basketball hoop for my birthday that I had to put together. Man, I mean, you you got to understand how poor that comes across. I don't care. Just being honest. It it it's just I don't know. I'm like, yeah, it's nice that I get a gift, but I mean, is she listening today? You think? Oh, absolutely. Good. Yeah, I don't, I tell her to her face my feeling on it. She's like all mad at me. I'm like, it's a great. I appreciate the thought, but I I, I can't just ask a question. Seriously, I can't ask a question. Like seriously, really, a basketball hoop right now. Okay, so next year, we're going to get the listeners and myself, we're going to get together, and we're going to come up with something. We're going to talk to Therese. We're going to come up with the, a very cool gift, but requires just boatloads of assembly. I don't like the type anything. of thing that you would want. Once it's done, you'd be like, this is just freaking cool as hell. But, you know, I, I don't know what it would be. Maybe it's the type of thing that, that uh, um, you know, is, a, is, a, is both a uh, – a ball massager and a weed dispenser. I don't know. Whatever it is, something amazing that you would what? want, right? <laughs> something amazing. Yeah, and those two things. I guarantee. You, then she would add like a Rubik's cube into like her Amazon cart, so I would get that too. Ball washer. What? You know. You know. Testicle couches. Is what I meant. <laughs> I get. I get. It. I'm just saying. Couch I'm trying to think of the, the greatest. Today. I'm trying to think the gift that you would want so badly that you would be willing to assemble it. But I bought it, it myself. But if it provided, if she got you a gift that, that just gave you like an unending supply of, of weed and massaged your balls at the same time, would you want it? <laughs> Why do I need my balls massaged I don't, so I, badly? I just, <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe something else. Why is else. that a we'll luxury? Come a, we'll come up with a different idea. I don't know. This is just from <laughs> where my head was. Well, we know what Graham's into. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah. So what's the first thing you'll do when the lockdown is over? You know, and we talked about it. I honestly go to some sort of sporting event. I, I really think I've been taking it for granted for the past five years. And when, like, for me, I need a vaccine. I know you said you don't need one, but I, I need something to know that I'm going to be okay if I end up getting something. But I really want to go to a sporting event again. Yeah. No, there, I, no I'm with you on that. And, and, you know, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to that I've Missed a little bit, and you get a lot of this in the Zoom calls. But I'm looking forward to like being in a bar with a buddy at the bar with a couple beers. Just you know that good night you have with a friend. You really enjoy a conversation for three, four hours with a few beers. And like I'm looking forward to that sort of thing again. Good Irish pub, you know, fiddling in the background, all that stuff. Talking about ball washers. 
Absolutely. Uh, next one from Steve Beckman. If European soccer is the only sport available for three months, will Jason watch and wager? Yeah, a thousand percent. Listen, I rip on soccer. I think you have to be athletic, obviously, to play it. I know I rip on it. It's just boring. I watch the World Cup every four years when it happens, both women and men. So, yeah, if it's the only sport available, hell yeah, I'll watch and, and gamble. And this is the way that you would become a big soccer fan. Because I'm a true believer that if you watch enough soccer, like I understand that just watching it for a lot of people doesn't do it. But if you were to really consume it and you begin to enjoy it and you see what a beautiful game it is, and the it's like a lot of great soccer is like the best of the Golden State Warriors in terms of the ball movement and all that stuff, that you will learn to love it. So if you were forced to watch, if you had nothing else, I think not only would you um, watch it and gamble on it, I think by the time other sports came back, you would be a soccer fan. Mm, disagree. Listen, I used to play – I played in high school. I played indoor soccer in high school. I know it's a great sport. I know there's all this, you know, stuff involving soccer that makes it great. It just bores me. Like baseball. Baseball bores – I think it's a great sport too. I love postseason baseball. But if you ask me out of the, the major sports, I mean, baseball is boring because there's a lot of time you're just wasting. So, I mean, but, yeah, if there's nothing else, for sure. But, no, I wouldn't if, – if all the sports came back, you think I'd just be a soccer fan? I think you'd be both. I think it would be part of your repertoire. Yeah, and soccer people are like craft beer nerds. Like, if you don't like something, then they just rip on you. That's what I hate right. most about both. Uh, well, no, I understand. Those people would have to, to lay off you because that, that would not help their <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. help the soccer sports case. You can't have the ironic. People like things because it's ironic to like it, you know, or right. whatever. The counterculture, you can't have that. Hipsters. Uh, next one from Steve. How excited are you to gamble on the NBA's horse competition? Who you got? I think Chauncey Billups might be in this, right? I, if, if he is, then I'm going with Big Shot. Um other, but I'm not excited about it. I'm not even excited to watch about it. I don't. I can play horse myself. I, I'm not excited. I mean, I'll I'll probably watch it, but I, I'm not that excited about it. No. I think it's kind of lame. No. Next one from Steve. Uh, what will be the most hilarious incident of the online NFL draft? Someone's significant other, child, or pet barges in and screws up a pick. Bill O'Brien tries to trade Deshaun Watson for Jameis Winston. A Zoom bombing happens live on air. A drafted player smokes with a gas mask. I am hoping something fun happens, like the you know, like the uh, the Dolphins pick is not in. What's happened? And all of a sudden, you, you, you hear somebody calling in. You know, the, the Wi-Fi is out. You know, or, or or you just hear some f bomb as somebody's having some technical errors where he doesn't understand that just his camera's off, but his audio is still on. You know, like just I, I am hoping there's something that that is a little that we all relate to because we've all been there. Like when you you get your aunt on a Zoom call and and she's can't we can all hear her, but she can't see you yet you know that sort of thing I'm, I'm hoping that happens all right up next david jackson survey question for your minions have you downgraded your tv package to drop sports since there is after all no sports i have not um if anything we've upgraded because you know every time you see something you don't have you're like ah seven day free trial and then you forget and you're like, god damn it but um so we have we have not yet um i don't think we will we're not. We 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 went to Hulu a while ago, so we're not paying as much as we did previously. Have you have you downgraded at all? No, because I am, you know, lazy. Where I will not, you know, a lot of those three month trials that are free. Like I'm going to yeah. be hammered. Like after this whole thing's over, whenever all those things are done, because <laughs> I've signed up for all of them. And yes. I don't know. We it's just a cable package, Spectrum and Ovid. So it's really nothing to. It wouldn't save us that much money after like a nine hour phone call. So screw it. Uh, next one from Steve Beckman. What are you doing with all your stimulus money if you won't need it to pay the necessities? I suggest splitting it between local businesses and charities. 
Yeah, no, my wife and I have talked about this a little bit. There's, you know, there's some things that work on the house that we want to pay down a little bit. Uh, there's, but we will, we're, we're very cognizant of also trying to help people. We keep cash around for big tips. And we went to Ella's Teco West Side because, you know, that the, um, the, the small business thing that, uh, Grant, that Monica and Andrew and Groovy Donuts and a lot of other, um, small businesses got in the Lansing area, went to Ellis Teco East, which is not the real Ellis Teco, the one in East Lansing. And I don't know that Ellis Teco West gets a piece of that or not. So we got nervous that night and immediately went out and, and, and bought and paid. And we'll keep doing that. Um, but, yeah, we haven't really we haven't figured it out. But it's a good suggestion to make sure you actually do stimulate if you can afford to do so. All right, Graham, let's hit a break real quick. Okay, we'll be right back. Couch in the roof. Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi? Sip on handcrafted cocktails or one of 46 beers on tap. Take your game day or date night to Casky Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Casky Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing. Come enjoy irresistible, award-winning, handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at Groovy Donuts. Surprise your family or coworkers with special holiday designs and flavors, or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order. Birthdays, weddings, gender reveals, our friends at Groovy Donuts are your answer. Experience the Groovy Donuts difference for yourself on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Get more information or place an order at GroovyDonuts.com. As coronavirus spreads in our community, take these steps to keep yourself and your community safe from COVID-19. Stay home, whether you are sick or not. Wash your hands often. Clean surfaces in your home. Stay away from other people at least six feet. We can all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. A message from the Ingham County Health Department. Gambling, booze, and lots of opinions. You're listening to Couch in the Room. All right, Graham Couch, Jason Nick, answering your Groovy Donut Twitter questions here on our Friday show. A reminder, Groovy Donuts has a pay-it-forward pay program, coffee program uh, where you can buy 12-ounce cups of coffee for our local heroes, firefighters, police officers, and healthcare professionals. Visit GroovyDonuts.com and click on online store uh, to order. You can also um, pre-order their latest T-shirts there. And Easter Donuts are available at Groovy Donuts. Open this week, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thursday through Sunday. That's every week, Thursday through Sunday. So it's Friday today. It'll be open Saturday, Sunday. Uh, if you need to place an order, groovydonuts.com. All right, more of your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. Jason. Yeah, man, Danny Boy writes in, in talking about second place for Mr. Tiger behind Al Kaline, I don't recall Alan Trammell's name coming up. Not in Al's rarefied, rarefied air, but Alan was a Tiger for 20 years, Hall of Famer, World Series MVP, was part of a new era that uh, shortstop that could hit, later managed the club, and is a complete gentleman. Yeah, the interesting thing about Alan Trammell is, it's always Tramaker, right? It's Alan Trammell, Lou Whitaker. They were a duo, and I think that sort of hurts them individually. You look at the two of them. But Trammell certainly uh, played a little bit longer uh, and um, did come back and manage, is around a little more, so he would get the nod there. He's he's definitely in the in the conversation. 
Again, Danny Boy has this one. I have to disagree with Stevie over Gordy as Mr. Red Wing. Gordy played for Detroit for 25 years, had six MVPs, four cups, is in the debate for hockey goat, greatest of all time, and his nickname, Mr. Hockey. It really isn't close. Call it, uh, call that he is Mr. Red Wing. Yeah, it's a good, you know. It's a solid point. I mean, he's that Mr. Is Hockey. If, if you're, if you're, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. If you were called Mr. Podcast, I'm pretty sure you'd be the greatest of all time, right? I mean, well, you'd be the greatest. Yeah, like if 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 you are if, if somebody was to say who's Mr. Couch in the Rube, and they had to choose between us, but they considered one of us the greatest podcaster of all time, then that person would automatically be the great, the best of, of Mr. Couch Columnist. How about that? Start that, that trend. Something. Yeah. All right. Buna 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 says, "Curious MSU has about five hundred thousand living alumni all over the world. What is the breakdown of your audience outside of Lansing, outside Michigan, outside the U of S? U of S." So I don't have all U of S. Uh, U of S. <laughs> I don't have. Uh, I don't have any of that in front of me right now. I can tell you this: we have almost as many listeners in Grand Rapids as we do Lansing, um, and that's a lot in both. Those are, those are our two biggest, uh, two biggest areas, uh, but quite a few in Chicago, east side of the state as well, and then you know different places throughout the country. Uh, but but Grand Rapids and Lansing are two primaries, and then Chicago, I think, is. Next, I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but but those are our two uh, biggest. And we have people everywhere, you know, in, in Asia and Europe, and it, it's pretty cool when you hear from some of them, too. Hans Jurgen up next. Uh, who is the athlete of the past that you wish had been born to see? I wish I had been, been born. You had been born to see. You had been born to see. I wish I had been born to see when Jumping, John, Jumping, uh, Jumping Johnny Green and Bubba Smith were playing. I also wish I went to high school and college in the 70s when everyone got laid. <laughs> <laughs> I love where that turned. Oh, uh, now we all look. We all wish we played at different times. Like I often think, God, I wish I could have played like high school basketball in the fifties, where I would have been a star. And uh, would I more? I'm more curious about this than guys. I wish I could have seen play. Like I feel like I, I saw Barry Sanders. I saw, and there are some greats that I would have loved to see and how they compare. But I want to know in my because I'm kind of a um, a snob when it comes to people of a different era. Like I look at uh, George Mikan is a uh, is Eric Montross. And I want to know am I wrong there? Is he really a Hall of Famer or is he just Eric Montross? And so these are the sort of things that I'm uh, But you also watch for. video like Frank Gifford. I saw some highlights of him this morning, you know, old school video. You could tell he was an athlete. He was kind of like the LeBron James, like just a freak kind of athlete. I'm with you on Mikan like Bob Cousy. I'm watching, but back then that was the time or the dribbling around and the Mikan thing, who knows what Mikan would have been or Pacuzzi currently. I mean, the host, the historian and the, and the people that are, you know, those avid old school people would, you know, hunt you down if you said some stuff like that, right? No doubt. You know, I wouldn't, like I would never say anybody's better than Jim Brown without having seen him play, you know, but I would love to have seen guys of that era play. And, and, and my answer would be Pete Maravich. Ah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Hans Jurgit uh, also says, I've been reading about the crazy theories of the Corona deniers, truthers. They make me physically ill, and I want to hurt them, but I can't help reading their evil ramblings. How can I cope? Hashtag coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, it, it, it is tough sometimes. And, and you, you see people with a voice and a following, and then people – and there are people I know and people I like. It's It's been a tough deal. And I also realize that there are people now who are um, – you know, as you see, uh, Gretchen Whitmer extend the uh, stay-at-home order until April 30th. People are just desperate with businesses, and their lives haven't been touched, and they're and they're voicing frustration as much as anything. 
and and so you let those that get in the way of facts and, and what we really need to do for public health but yeah no it's it's brutal i i mute a lot of people i uh i've unfriended a few people where it just keeps popping up on my facebook feed and i'm like well that's uh, that's that's not going to work for me. Let's go to Raymond Chains. Wow, is that why I can't see any of your uh, posts? Interesting. I you, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Raymond Chains, I watched a Toledo Munhens game from last year at 2 in the morning on a scale of 1 to 10. How desperate is that? You know, that's kind of cool, though, because we, we all see the big games, but sometimes it's the normal games. And um, If you're I, hammered, it's a 7. If you're yeah. sober, it's a 15. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you're sober at 2 in the morning watching a Toledo Munhens game from last year at 2 a.m., 15. Uh, Raymond, also with this one, why isn't alcohol delivery as big of a thing as pizza delivery? We may get there, actually, because, uh, you know, obviously the, the funny thing is that liquor stores are essential business and uh, some other things aren't. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just, we don't have it set up that way. But if you were to do this for a year, and be able to do that, and we're allowed to deliver alcohol. We, if this, if we got stuck in, in this, literally stay at home for a year, alcohol delivery would be a thing, a big thing, be a Absolutely. huge thing. Next one from Raymond. Are you hearing rumors about sports and their uh, resumption? Vague social media hints that football will happen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows a thing. All, all we know is that if there can be football, there will be football because there's so much money tied to it, and people desperately want it. And if we get to the point that we can test all the athletes. Uh, you know, I think there's a better chance the NFL is back than college football. I think college football probably winds up being back too. It's just that those are pros who, you know, you, you can sign a waiver. So it's different to say it, we can't have the rest of our students on campus, but we can have our student athletes. I think that's a weird thing. Um, but, but there, nobody knows anything. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, excuse me. Uh, oh yeah. The last one from Raymond James. In the absence of sports, a political question, does Joe Biden have dementia? I, I think Joe Biden is not as sharp as he once was. I think that's pretty obvious. Doesn't do certain things well. I don't, Austin, I'm not going to. You are about to enter the spin zone with, with noted newspaper, newspaper columnist and radio host, Graham Couch. Okay, I want you to listen to the two things that works. describe me. Noted newspaper columnist and radio host. It's true. Barely noted, not really noted, but either way, if those, even if if I am noted, that does not give me the ability to diagnose somebody with dementia. <laughs> and why are we shocked at some with somebody that age that forgets well, he's, things? He's, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm forty, I forget things. No doubt, we all but forget he, things. He, he's not as sharp as he once was. That's very clear. It, it, it's it's it can be alarming at times. And uh, look, it, it is it is what it is. And uh, yeah, I don't, don't want to get into it. <laughs> uh, Doug Warren, our favorite, uh, writes in, who's your favorite president? You want to take this one? Bill Clinton. All time. Clinton. Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I was a big, I was a big Clinton guy, too. Um, I, you know, I didn't know shit because I was, was 12 years old and he was elected, but loved him on Arsenio with the sacks and all that stuff. That's it. I haven't been alive the for that washing many. thing he did in the uh, Oval Office. Yeah, I, I was here's, – here's a great judge of character I am is uh, – I was a uh, a big fan. Like you had the first woman president running in, in, Hil- in Hillary Clinton in two thousand seven, and the first black man in Barack Obama. And for a while, I was a big John Edwards fan, who was cheating on his cancer stricken wife. So that tells you what a great judge of character I actually am. Um, I loved his idea of the 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 two worlds, and he was a. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, I almost know. wanted to say Trump just so Trees would lock me out of the house when I got home. Um, Doug Warren again. What's your biggest bar tab? 
uh, I've had, well, just on my own, I've probably gotten above two. I don't know. Where have you been? Oh, it's, well, I had a deja vu tab. I guess it doesn't mm. really include bar. And I actually. That doesn't count. That I, doesn't but count. But I ran out of the tab. This is a long time ago. It's a story for another day. Uh, that was at least a thousand. But I, um, a regular bar three. Hold on, hold on. Writing that down. Ask Jason next week about. We'll get into this next week. We can. It, it, it's in. It's in it's the. It's a pretty good story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, twenty years old. What do you do? Um, but no, I'd say bar tab three hundred around there. Yeah, I we, I I wrote, left. I, I was a best man at a bachelor party, and we walked out. We were up and down that strip in Lansing with like the Nut House and Omar's and all that stuff, and a limo, and. I didn't realize until the next day that we had walked out on a, like a $400 tab at the nut house yep. and um, had to go make that right the next day. Yep. Uh, Doug Warren, man, Doug must've been on a heater last night. Have you ever had VD? <laughs> what kind of show do you think this is, Doug? That's why I have a ball washer. Warren, come on <laughs> for my birthday. Apparently. All right. Jeffrey Mulder up next. Who is the worst person in Tiger King? Oh, uh, it's gotta be Joe exotic, right? No, no, it's uh, Carol oh, Baskins, or or or, or mean, the Lansing guy, Jeff Jeff. Uh, nah, he's Lump. just a douche. But you know, I'm saying like Joe Exotic because he he did shoot tigers in the head and horses in the head. But Carol Baskin killed a human being. We're Buried. pretty sure of it. Yeah. Now I'm going on on TMZ. If you want to interview me, I'm going on record. Okay. Okay. Jeffrey Mulder again. Has there ever been a team that decided to implode with a young franchise quarterback as much as the Texans appear to be? It is pretty amazing. I mean, they're going to have to get rid of Bill O'Brien eventually before he. Luckily, their franchise quarterback's like 24, 25 years old, so they got some time. Or stop letting oh, coaches crap. be a GM. Yeah, because it, it doesn't. That. Right, it doesn't fit because first of all, you got to manage a locker room, and if you're the guy who can also trade people and has traded people, a lot of the resentment you want that separation. If I'm a coach, I may be in on the trades, but I want somebody else who can be blamed for them. I want if I'm managing a locker room, I do not want that as part of the dynamic. All right, Ross Hauser, I miss Daily Pods, pod adjacent to other topics. I don't really know what that second part means, um, but in other words, we could have another different topics on the Is other days. Is he trying to I, say that we just too much like sports? I mean, I'm willing to talk whatever. I don't know, but the, the Daily Pods, we will get back to when, when life returns and there's sports to talk about, And there's, uh, but this is probably what we're going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I would guess right now planning uh, through through July, just just guessing. All right, Ross Hauser Rosselli uh, has a six-parter here. Uh, number one, what's the best building on MSU's campus? Two, what's the MSU's best sporting venue, stadium, arena field relative to others in that sport? Three, best bar in EL. Four, best restaurant in EL. Five, best dorm on campus. Six, best MSU president of all time. So a couple things. Neither one of us went to Michigan State University. Um, and so the best building, you know, I mean, there's a lot of cool – I mean, uh, it's a great uh, – campus aesthetically best dorm uh couldn't tell you um best restaurant you know you can argue it's probably well dagwoods is not technically there and that that would be best bar um <coughs> peanut barrel uh crunchies um what what's the uh the bar i'm thinking beggar's banquet probably best restaurant uh best uh, let's do this one Best sporting venue stadium arena relative to others in that sport. It's not Spartan Stadium. It's really not Breslin. I mean, Jenison's cool, but everybody's got one of those. I don't know that MSU has one that you go that relative to others is just cool, but Jenison would 
to me probably. Well, you would say Munn when hockey's yeah, rocking, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, there's some better hockey state, more modern. But Munn, when it's rocking, has a classic feel. I, yeah, Munn is probably it. All right. Uh, Paul E. Show writes in thoughts on the first entry of this link uh, on five rom-coms that have aged in weird ways. Love Actually. Yeah, I read this. Um, I didn't believe this to be accurate. Uh, not just because it was, it was, but it basically said that Love Actually tried to woo audience with workplace harassment and 9-11 references and basically criticized. Anyway, it's it, it just full of shit. It's poorly written. The author's name is Cedric Voitz. Fucking jackass. Don't know much about him, but doesn't know his stuff. <laughs> I don't know anything about him, but F him. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to Jake Hoggins. What are the chances that MSU lands Canadian point guard Kareem Maine? You know, I don't know exactly. I, I know they're in on him. I know Izzo has been up there several times. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, he would be – it looks like he'd be a good get, but I really don't know. I can't tell you other than, than they're in on him and he's they're one of the schools that he is considering. All right, uh, why is it taking Adam Silver until May 1st to make a decision on whether to continue the regular season or even a postseason? Because nobody knows anything, and I think the idea is you get to May 1st, and you'll have a better sense of, of where we may be headed. And, you know, from what I've heard, the NBA is thinking if it can finish the postseason the, the, around Labor Day, which would be awesome, you think about football then starting then, then it's worth doing. And if not, then it's not worth doing. So th- I think they need to figure out, you know, how realistic that is, and not until May 1st. Right now, if you look at it, there's just no way to know. There's no way to know where we'll be May 1st or June 1st. And so you're hoping by May 1st you'll have a better sense of where we'll be. What are your thoughts on the TikTok video that featured the MSU football coaches and the Full House team? Loved it. I mean, um, you were a giant Full House fan like me, right? I don't know if I go giant. I mean, it was all right. It was a good show in our generation. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun fun to see them interact and put fun things together. The sense of humor that staff seems to have and be willing to go along with that and the video department over at at MSU. I I just think that's cool stuff. Have you, uh, next one from Jake, have you ever, uh, have you had any Easter specialty donuts from Groovy Donuts? If not, are you going to try some? Planning to this weekend get over there. Absolutely. Uh, What's the most overrated bar food item? Well, it will be the the nuts on the bar. Nobody's going to stick their hands ever again in the thing that other people are sticking their hands in. So that thing's done. That's the overrated, the overrated item. Last one. Uh, what are you What are you going to do now until April thirtieth? I'd say the same shit we've been doing, right? I keep guess. doing the show, keep putting basketball hoops together. Ugh, brutal, you know. Using the ball washer, whatever you got to do. <laughs> I can't believe I brought that up. I, I it sounded either. better in my head, you yeah. know, like a thing you'd want. Makes sense. We'll work on that for next year. Yeah. Good show, man. Appreciate yeah, man. Groovy Donuts. Go to groovydonuts.com if you want to get a T-shirt or order coffee uh, for one of our, our local heroes, uh, healthcare workers on the front lines. Um, be safe. We'll talk to you Monday. Couch of the Roof. Where else can you cheer on your team, enjoy a mouth-watering burger, or savory sushi? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.